We'd like to thank our friends at PwC for their support, partnership, and collaboration in making Retail Gets Real. Learn more about how PwC helps retailers at pwc.com. How do you know when to turn off work? That's really, really hard sometimes, especially being an entrepreneur. And if you're an entrepreneur that happens to work at home, it, it can be a little bit tough. Welcome to Retail Gets Real, where we hear from retail's most fascinating leaders about the industry that impacts everyone, everywhere, every day. I'm Jen Overstreet, and I'm your host for today because Bill Thorne, the voice of Retail Gets Real, is finally taking a long vacation. So since it's vacation season, we're going to talk about how to turn off work and recharge. We all know it's important, but this is something a lot of people just don't do very well. It's also something our friends at the NRF Foundation have been asking industry executives about in their 20 questions episodes over the past several months. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Stewart, to talk about how to give yourself a break and share some of the advice we've been hearing from retail leaders. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jen. I noticed you have scheduled some vacations, so this is coming at a good time. I'm glad I got you before you stepped away. Indeed, indeed. So this is that time of year. We're all starting to get those out-of-office replies. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I'm getting a lot of those replies, but then like 30 minutes later, I'll get a real reply. Like I'll get the out of office and then 30 minutes later, I'll get yes, a real yes. reply. Or I, or I will think I'm not supposed to have a meeting because this person is off today. And then the person starts the meeting and I say, wait, I thought you were off today. Yes. Why are you still calling me? Everyone, it's really hard, this question of how to turn off work. But yeah, so this 20 question series from the NRF Foundation has been including that very question. How do you know when to turn off work? So for this episode, we're going to listen back to a few of the answers now to see how different people approach this. And our first piece of advice comes from BJ's Wholesale Club Executive Vice President and CFO, Laura Felice. She talks a little bit about how the reality is that it's hard to do, and it's been even harder working from home with kids. Let's listen. How do you know when to turn off work? (laughs) I will openly admit turning off work is really hard. I have a first grader and a third grader. So the last year working from home, they were working, they were at school from home. I was part-time math tutor, English tutor, doing homework, working my job. I think it, it, for me, it's been challenging the last year to turn off work just because my computer's always available. And my cell phone's always available. So I'm always on my cell phone. I will tell you, I do make a conscious effort. So I make a conscious effort in the following way. I turn off, I turn off every night to make sure that I have dinner with my kids, their homework's done, and they're ready for school the next day. And that's really important to me. That's actually no different than when I was going to the office five days a week. It was always important to me to leave work shut it off, come home and make sure my kids had dinner with me. I was asking them about their day, um, asking them what they did. That's not for everybody. Not everybody has kids. Not everybody has a family. But I think it's really important to always remember to draw a division between work and personal life. It's hard, but making that balance will balance you personally and professionally for the longer term. So I didn't really answer it. It's hard to shut it off, but I do try to do things to actually shut down, whether that means getting back on or it comes back on the next day. But 
there are certain things that you can do. And, and part of it really is just setting a hard line and saying, I'm going to shut my computer at this time. This is me time. Make sure you carve out time um, on your calendar and, and divide out personal and work and what's really important. And if it's really important, you can make the time. You've just got to set aside time. All right. So this makes a lot of sense to like draw a boundary between between work and personal. It's so hard to. And, you know, especially when you've got little ones that really require your attention and, you know, they're not they're not great at self-guiding. <laughs> and so you really do have to, and it's, it, you know, we've all heard those, those studies about how long it takes you to get your focus back, right? When you've been interrupted, you're in the middle of a project, you get interrupted. Okay, well, that's 15 minutes just to get back to where you were. So it's that, that disjointedness that really makes it so difficult. I liked what she said about like the dinner time. Like that's been, I grew up with the dinner time, right? Like my family ate dinner together and that's always been like what I want my family to eat dinner together. And I know like as they get older, that's going to be harder when they do activities and all the, all, all that other stuff. But to have that time, just set aside, you know that that's what you're going to do every night. I really appreciate what she said about that. Yeah, and and the the drawing and the clear boundary, like you said, right? Where it's you, my computer can always be on. My always have my cell phone, and it's so easy to. Well, let me just look at my email on my phone. Oh, you know what? This would just be so much easier. Let me just run back upstairs and just jump on the computer really quick. I'm so sorry. I know I'm helping make dinner, but you know I have to get this email taken care of. But that idea of like having having sort of a life outside of of work. Another one mm-hmm. of our guests, Damon Jones, uh, who is the P&G Chief Communications Officer, he talks about how important it is to have a passion outside of his job. Well, again, you can't see him right now, but my beagle's around. And so he reminds me uh, at the end of the day, if we haven't been on our walk, when we, when we haven't done uh, what we normally do every day, uh, he kind of uh, reminds me. But I'm also blessed to be surrounded by um, some great friends that, that you know, we, we do our virtual happy hours and things of that nature to stay connected. But again, it's a very deeply personal thing and it's about boundaries, right? Um, and it's about finding work that you love so that you can enjoy doing it first and foremost, but having passions outside of work and being willing uh, and, and being able and being encouraged to and being in an environment where people are encouraging you to do things together. Uh, and so I think that's just an important part of turning off is having people that will pull you away and take you out for a walk or happy hour uh, when you haven't been out in a while. Damon says something that really struck a chord with me. He said, people that will pull you away because yes. like I'm an introverted person. If you're going to take me out, you're going to have to come get me and take me out. <laughs> so I always need that at work. And I think maybe that's another challenge of working from home is you don't necessarily have that. When you take a break, you take a break by yourself. I've, I've found mm-hmm. since I've been working from home. Whereas if we were in the office, I would have, you and I would have walked around the building or gone to the roof yeah. to have a coffee or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I love what he said about having people that pull you away. Like maybe it's different people. Maybe it's not work people. It, it's someone who gets yeah. you out of that zone. It's And to what he was talking about is that importance of that of having those passions outside of work that are going to, to make you want to not thinking about work, to think about work, right? Like, oh, I'm so excited. I just bought this new camera and I can't wait. I'm going to go and I'm going to go take some pictures and I'm really excited about learning how to use it. Um, he also talked about the dog at his feet and, you know, working at home, I have a cat. But if I don't play with a couple of times a day, she just follows me around meowing. And so it's a great reminder just to to step away. I want, can you get the toy, please? Just (laughs) get the toy. Let me play. Let me do it now. (laughs) Oh. 
also too, you know, when we have passions outside of work, it makes us better employees. You know, it helps us be more well-rounded. It helps us have that that disconnect from work that we so desperately need to recharge our creative energies. We can't, we're not going to do our best work if we're just constantly thinking about work all the time. True. And it, it changes your perspective too. And there was, I was reading about vacation before we started courting mm-hmm. this and it, you know, there are a certain number of days where you get like the maximum benefit of vacation. That's like four is good. Eight is ideal. You know, 10 is even better in terms of like reducing your stress levels. And, you know, new experiences can, you know, make you see things in a, a new way. And so by no means was my maternity leave over the past, <laughs> this past year, uh, a vacation. <laughs> but I will say I did turn off work. And... um I wasn't working. I, I didn't do that. I did that with my first maternity leave, but I did not do that with my second. And I'm so glad because, you know, I got the I got the quality time I I needed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also when I came back, I did I had a new perspective. I saw things in a different way, I think, because they had been sitting, you know, I hadn't been thinking about them constantly for a while. So that break, yeah. it gives you mm-hmm. your mind the rest you need. And I think there have been lots of studies about this. Like just you can focus yeah. for so long and then you know, and you and I do this. We're we're content people. We write, and then what do you do? You write, and you put it away, and then you look mm-hmm. at it the next day. And that's when you can really edit it and see yeah. what needs to happen. So it's a really well, really good point. Yeah, and it's it's a good point that is not that is not being implemented right in in the United States. Right, like we have what in. Last year, the U.S. Travel Association said U.S. workers left 33% of their time off on the table. They just didn't take it. And there are a lot of reasons why people aren't taking vacation. You know, it's sometimes it can be you're not hearing the importance of vacation from your leadership. And if the leadership isn't, isn't A, talking about it and B, living it and making sure that their employees are living it, then you're just not going to be comfortable doing it. And in that in that silence, instead, what's going to come in to fill that silence is going to be anxiety about taking vacation and what are you going? What are the assumptions that are going be going to be made around me? Not even taking vacation and not being here. True, it's um, easy to just make yeah. it lip, lip service because it it is for some reason it is so hard to do, it's so hard to do. Like I don't know if we all just have an inflated sense of our own self importance that you like you need us here all the time. Chris, you're very good at this. I'll say, oh, I can't make this meeting, and you'll say, oh. I guess we'll muddle through without you, you know? Right. (laughs) That's or, yeah. That is actually helpful. culture, right? In the United States where it's like, well, I'm seeing now if everybody else is working all the time, if I'm not working all the time, then people, then I'm going to be perceived as not caring as much about my job. And, you know, talking about that culture of leadership, I was also, you know, reading before we recorded this, the CEO of Okta, you know, the the password manager, Mm -hmm. right? CEO of Okta is taking a vacation this summer and he asked all of his employees to email them their vacation plans. He's like, I want, here are my vacation plans. I'm excited about my two week week vacation with my family. Email me. I want to hear your plans. I'm excited about your plans. I'm encouraging you to take vacation too. That's nice. I mean, Bill Bill did this. Bill, you know, Bill said, I'm taking a long vacation. I usually don't take long vacations, but I'm going to, and I'm so glad that I'm going to, and you should too. And so we, you do get that message, but I do, I feel like you get the message more than you see the message to your earlier point. Yep. And um, so, yeah, what I'm hearing from you is it is my duty as a supervisor to model. Um, it is. You should take, take time, time off, off and not and not check your email. <laughs> yeah. And what, I say this all the time. Please don't check your email. Please don't <laughs> well, call. It's Please. confusing. You know, I mentioned about the out-of-office reply. 
that's just confusing. I know people are just trying to be helpful, but then I'm not sure like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not, you're on vacation. Yeah. So I'm just going to like, not. Right. Am I bothering yeah. you? <laughs> I'm just sending it to you so that I will remember that I sent yeah. it to you. Not, it's, I don't have to worry about fine. it. It's fine. You know, go on vacation. Yeah. It's fine. But some people like, no matter what, yeah. they just can't, they just cannot Turn off their brain. shut it off. And this no. happened when we talked to Satish Mohotra, who is the CEO and president mm-hmm. of the Container Store. So this guy, like he talked about how he really cannot shut off work. So even when he's spending downtime with his family, he's shopping with them, he's eating at a restaurant, mm-hmm. he's constantly coming up with new ideas or noticing things about what's happening to them and how they relate back to retail. So let's listen to this one. I don't know if you want to look for me for inspiration on that question. I don't know if I know how to turn off work. Uh, I always feel that uh, if you love what you're doing, it shouldn't feel like work. And, and I love what I do. Uh, I love that I work for a company that has a strong purpose. And I'm always a curious individual. And that whether I'm at the office asking questions and learning or whether that's uh, in an, an off work environment at the restaurant. My, my family and I, we love to eat. We're big foodies uh, and we love to shop. And whenever we are at a restaurant, we're always talking about the experience that we're getting in the restaurant. And when we go to shop, I always love asking my, my teenagers, I have a 16-year-old, soon to be 16-year-old and 19-year-old, what they experience in the store, the music, the, the clothing, the assortment. You know, and I, and I learned, I learned from my daughter. We, we entered a store in those great outfits and uh, she looked at it and she actually really loved it, but she decided not to buy it. And I said to Sahana, I'm like, why are you not buying it? Uh, you got pocket money to spend. She goes, dad, you know, it just doesn't feel special. I'm like, well, why not? She goes, well, have you seen the racks that they have the same thing? And so if I pick this up, I know there's like 1800 of the same items sitting out there and I don't want to wear it and somebody else wears it. And it got me thinking how sometimes retailers try to get as much of the inventory out on the, on the selling floor and how that actually can be a turnoff to the customer because there's not a sense of urgency that this item is going to go out of stock, right? There's, there's a plethora of inventory. And so then, then there's no real desire to buy it. And case in point, she didn't buy it. Um, and so those are always learning moments that I take whether they're uh, at work or off work because uh, we're always in that kind of curious mode. So I don't know if I've figured out how to turn off work because I just lo- enjoy and love what I do. No, no, he couldn't even, couldn't even really answer the question. He just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't turn off work. <laughs> but you know, what's it's interesting though, is because what I'm hearing there is he's not turning off work, but he's going into a different environment, right? And it's so important. And that's when we just talked about this. That's when you're going to get those inspirations. And that's when you're going to be like, you know, at the container, he works, he's the container store. What is that? How is a restaurant experience going to help him, you know, in his job? Oh, okay. Well, he's explaining right there, right? It's just, there are always lessons to be learned if you are receptive to them. Yeah. It's an interesting foil though, to set a clear boundary between you know, personal and personal enjoyment, personal passions, and uh, work stuff. And you know, for him, it's it's all it's all, it's all yeah, it's all play. It's yeah. all yeah, it's all fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't really draw the same distinction, which I think is interesting. Mm-mm. It's so interesting too, because I think a lot of, and especially when you know we're talking to these these high level executives, right? Like 
part of the reason they got to where they are in their career is because they're always thinking about it, right? Like they don't turn off, ever really do turn off their brain, right? Like they are always in the back of their head. They're mm-hmm. thinking about it. It's there. It's spinning. Mm-hmm. They're off doing something else. But wait, hold on. I'm seeing how this relates to my work. Yeah. And it seems more like what he's talking about is sort of that creative, mm-hmm. that creative thinking never really shuts off. Mm-hmm. He was it, you know, he was spending time with his family. So yeah, yeah. Turn work off, but he's still, the wheels are always turning there. So right. it's also, you know, in retail, it's, it's hard to turn off retail yeah. because it's so pervasive. I mean, we're yeah. all consumers every day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but it is striking the way a lot of them say, oh, it's just, it's hard to turn off work. Like it's work to turn yeah. off work. Yep. You have to put it on your calendar and you have to work mm-hmm. at it because so many of us forget to do it. Yeah. We just get engrossed in what we're doing. And to your point, it's like, that's retail. Like it's an excite. there's exciting things going on in retail all the time. It's mm-hmm. interesting. And I feel like, you know, the work you and I do is interesting. And so yeah. it does keep you engaged, but no matter what, if you don't take a break, you will burn out. So, it, you know, it is really important. Mm-hmm. And while turning off work seems like something you have to work on, mm-hmm. um, I think I think the next clip from Lisa Price, who's the president and founder of Carol's Daughter, put it really well. Let's listen. I'm so glad that that's the question because usually when a woman gets questioned on the work-life balance thing, people are asking her, how do you juggle all the kids and, the da, 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 and your husband and then your, your partner? Ugh, and I hate that question. So I love that this is about how do you know when to turn off work? And that's really, really hard sometimes, especially being an entrepreneur. And if you're an entrepreneur that happens to work at home, it it can be a little bit tough. But I do things like shutting the computer, you know, just push the laptop down and leave it in the corner and don't lift it up and don't look at it. I schedule myself so that things end at a certain time. And yes, sometimes you have to make exceptions, but when you start to set up those parameters and and those rules, you see that everything gets done and you really don't have to be on, 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 on all the time. You can turn off and come back and turn off and come back. And, And you come back better when you can do that. So again, it's a muscle that you're probably going to have to exercise and it's not going to feel good. You're going to you're going to close the computer or if you have like a desktop thing, you're going to turn it off and then you're going to want to sit there and turn it on. And then of course you have your phone. So you have your computer in your phone, so you have to really remind yourself don't look at the email or if you're one of those people that has to look at it because you need to know that nothing is burning, give yourself a time limit when you go look at it. So There are ways to do it, but it takes effort. The same way that it takes effort to make sure that you exercise every day or that you eat right, you have to take an effort in turning the work off. She's so right, right? 100% right. It's it's like a discipline. It's discipline. Discipline. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's... It can be challenging too, I think, because so many of our identities are tied up with our work. You know, and mm-hmm. and we like who we are at work. We like we like the 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 control that we have. You know, work things are you're dealing with mostly adults. They're mm-hmm. they're doing what you ask them to do when you ask them to do it. <laughs> you have children is an entirely new experience. You really know your audience here <laughs> with me, don't you? <laughs> so it can it it's a, it's 
it's almost addictive, right? Like, oh, I am an important person at my job. I feel like I'm a valued member of the team. I get the responses that I'm looking for when I'm looking for them. I don't necessarily want to walk away from work. I like who I am at work. Yeah. But, you know, of all these, of all of these answers, they were answering more, how do you turn off work? Mm -hmm. And they were not necessarily answering. When do you know? Yeah. When do you know you need to? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't recognize those signs of burnout, you know, you're not interested in your work, you're making sloppy mistakes. By the time you, you see that you need time off, the time off is not going to be helpful. That's true. And that's, that's true. Where, and why that's why I think that scheduling the time is so important. Yes. Because you do need to do it before you feel like you need it. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel like you it's like it's like if you're thirsty, if you're thirsty, mm-hmm. you're already dehydrated. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know this is an example you can appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Drink more water. <laughs> Drink more water. Uh so yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. You have to do it before you feel like you need it. You do. And you know, the act of planning your vacation helps increase the enjoyment of your vacation, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you, I'm going to put it on the calendar in two months, I am taking a week and a half off. I'm going to go away with my family. I'm going to start picking out where we're going to stay, where we're going to eat, what we're going to do. I'm already excited about my vacation. I'm already mentally there a little bit and I'm doing it. I'm being proactive. I'm doing it before I'm turning off my computer at four o'clock with a big F you to you all because I don't care about you, right? Like, let's not get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to get to that. And nobody wants to get to that point. (laughs) And, and, you know, it's it's tricky too with that that culture of work. And, you know, the US is the only country with an advanced economy that doesn't have a federal paid leave policy. And so it's really challenging for people to feel like it's okay to take that time. Am I going to still have a job when I come back. You know, not everyone has that luxury of a paid vacation offered by their employer. Yeah. Some companies though are doing some really cool, you know, they're, they are doing some really cool things and encouraging people yeah. to, you Thank know, your time. example of, of sharing the vacation, mm-hmm. offering a bonus. Is it, you no, told me PwC about this. is offering their employees $250 a week per week of vacation taken up to four weeks. So they're, yeah. they're paying employees to take vacation. They are so aware of the importance of vacation. LinkedIn and the New York Times are all kind of closing the entire companies for days or weeks at a time just to be like, globally, nobody's going to be working during this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the New York Times is clearly not doing it for a week. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're really encouraging. Like, And that way, when the entire company is closed for a week, well, then you don't have to worry about your, your, your coworkers picking up the slack for you or coming back to an email that, oh no, what did I miss? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the challenges of the summer too. Is so many people take off. Your, yes. You know, you're constantly like coordinating. Can I take this off? Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, put anybody in a bad position having to cover for me. So yeah, it's challenging, but definitely, definitely worth it. And even in our uh, episode a couple weeks ago, when we talked about returning to the office, mm-hmm. you know, one of our guests, Elizabeth Yates from PwC, she was talking about how pervasive burnout is mm-hmm. just because of you know, how much people have been working and when they're not in the office, they they don't turn off as much. And so they yeah. continue to work around the clock. So yeah, companies saw this great productivity boom. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people were working around the clock. Yeah, for that, yeah. And that's not necessarily sustainable mm-hmm. or, or healthy um, yeah. for employees. And, and so many of the people we heard today were talking about the importance of that transition, right? Like closing your computer, stepping away. And when we were working in the office, that transition was a lot easier, right? I used to have Mm -hmm. an hour and a half train ride at the end of every day. So then by the time I would get home, I'd be like, work who? Where was I? I don't remember any of that. I just had all this other stuff happen. But now I turn off the computer and I walk downstairs (laughs) and said, yeah, here I am. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, there were a lot more things that these executives talked about within their 20 questions episodes that the foundation did with them. And our listeners can watch the full episode. So these are things like, what's your best piece of advice? What's the greatest risk you ever took? What's something that could prepare me for a job in retail? So there, there's some really good content out there and you can find all the full episodes on the National Retail Federation's YouTube channel. Well, thank you for co-hosting with me, Chris. This has been fun to see how different people approach this. I know in our own teams, you know, we have people who jump out of planes to take a break from work. We have people who watch Netflix to take a break from work and play with kids. So we have a wide range of reactions on our own team. But thanks for your time today. For sure. Anytime. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Retail Gets Real. You can find more information about today's discussion and more at nrf.com. And please send your feedback and episode ideas to me, Jen, at podcast at nrf.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>